You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeBard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Today's topic could not be more important, and it could not be more important to me personally because I have been on such a sunscreen journey this year. One, because I've had to wear mineral sunscreen for the past two months because my dermatologist has suggested it while I'm dealing with some skin healing. But I've also just moved to a climate that is constantly sunny. So I've been trying lots of sunscreens and using lots of sunscreens. So I had an opportunity to interview Brian Barron on the podcast. Now, Brian Barron is the director of research for Paula's Choice Skincare, and he knows so much about skincare. I mean, encyclopedic knowledge about skincare. We did a whole episode together, but I wanted to take out of that episode a little mini excerpt on sunscreen specifically. And I wanted to ask him specifically, what is the difference between a mineral sunscreen and a chemical sunscreen? And skincare is one of those product categories where there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. And some of that is because they do not make it easy for the consumer to understand what's happening or what some of these terms mean. So I'm really grateful to have someone that can break it down and make it easy and accessible. Now, for me, when it comes to mineral versus chemical sunscreen, I will share where I stand. I tend to opt for chemical sunscreens. And that is because chemical sunscreens tend to blend better with melanated skin. This is something that we get into more detail in the mini episode, but it's formulated without zinc, meaning that I do not have to worry about is this fully rubbed in or not? Now, as we all know, you have to reapply sunscreen consistently throughout the day, every two hours if you're in the sun. And sometimes I am out all day and it's sunny all day, especially in these summer months. So if I'm applying sunscreen on the go in the car, I need to know that my sunscreen is going to be all the way rubbed in, that I'm not walking around looking like Casper the ghost. I don't have a white cast. I want my sunscreen to enhance my skin. I want to glow. And I found great chemical sunscreens that do that. Now, mineral sunscreen, if you have super sensitive skin or if you're dealing with any type of skin healing, people will say for ultimate, ultimate protection, mineral sunscreen. And again, Brian and I get into this. Now, let me just share what I've been doing as I've been wearing mineral sunscreen because this has been new for me to have to wake up in the morning and put on mineral sunscreen. I have been doing a mineral sunscreen and foundation combo. And yes, that's a lot of product to put on in the morning. So I put on a mineral sunscreen and there will be a slight cast. You know, formulations have gotten really, really, really much better than they were when I was first trying mineral sunscreens. But I put on the mineral sunscreen and then I layer my foundation and 
concealer and I basically just do my makeup routine over it. Now the two months have passed and I do not need to wear mineral sunscreen every day, which is why I've been able to use some of my favorite chemical sunscreens, including the Paula's Choice sunscreen, which I will link to in the show notes, which is really a beautiful formula that I love so much. But on the days that I had to do the mineral sunscreen, especially if I had to go to an event, covering it up with foundation and concealer over it, it worked fine and I knew that my skin was protected. It's all about compromise when it comes to beauty and your look and prioritizing the health of your skin. But again, I'm just really grateful for conversations with people like Brian because I think that we will all be better skincare consumers and better skincare shoppers when we know more, when we understand more, when we educate each other, when we debunk myths. And sun protection is so so important. A lot of times it gets talked about within the realm of aging and fine lines and wrinkles, which is absolutely true. You can look at pictures of people that put sunscreen on their face their entire life and neglected their neck and just the sheer difference in the quality of that skin. There are images of truck drivers where they sit on the driver's side and their skin on the side of their face where the sun is shining through the window versus the side that's inside the car. Extreme difference. I mean, there is no mistake about the fact that the sun ages your skin, but skin cancer is also very real and black people and brown people can also be victims of melanoma. This is something that's also not talked about enough. So no matter who you are, you need sunscreen as part of a healthy skincare routine. So the more we know about sunscreen and how to buy it and what it all means, the better. I think you all are going to love this mini episode with Brian, all about the difference between chemical and mineral sunscreen. Before we do that, I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to one of Naked Beauty's sponsors, Hourglass, and tell you about a new product I've been using from them, which has also been an absolute game changer. Today's episode of Naked Beauty is made possible with support from Hourglass. Thank you, Hourglass, for helping to sponsor today's show. I feel like we all know Hourglass for the foundations, for the concealers. We've talked about them on the show at length before, but Hourglass has some pretty phenomenal skincare, and I'm especially grateful for a new product they introduced. If you've been following my journey on Naked Beauty Planet, you know I've had to get this kind of small bump on my nose biopsied. I had some DPN removal, which are those little tiny moles. You can kind of get them on the tops of your cheeks. I had a lot going on with my skin. I worked with a dermatologist here in Los Angeles and she basically said, for the next two weeks, I need you to stop all use of actives. I need you to do mineral sunscreen and just really pare down the skincare routine. Now that I've passed those two weeks, I'm very excited because I am able to start slowly introducing gentle actives into my routine. I am using the Hourglass Equilibrium Resurfacing Retinoid. People see results as soon as a week with this product. I do have some scarring and hyperpigmentation that I think has diminished as I've been using this. And because it's formulated very gently, you can use it twice a day. So you can use this in the morning and night. I will link to the product in the show notes. Again, retinoids have been proven visibly reduce fine lines, wrinkles, and dark spots. I'm very excited to be reintegrating it into my routine. Sunscreen, a big, big area where there's a lot of still misinformation. I do think every year it's getting better and better. Very quick breakdown, chemical versus mineral sunscreen and the pros and cons of each. I have my own thoughts, but I want to hear from you. Sure. Both types can be effective. Both types can be blended to achieve a broad spectrum SPF claim or rating. The chemical UV filters work primarily by converting UV light into harmless heat energy. They, they absorb that UV light before it can damage the skin and then a chemical conversion happens where that UV light is dissipated as heat energy instead of remaining in the UV range. The mineral filters also work to in that manner, but they 
they also work by reflecting or scattering those rays. That's that's a twofold. The synthetic UV filters like your avobenzone, your octa, your octanoxate, those can be more sensitizing for some people, particularly when applied around the eyes. Or even if you're not getting that initial sensitization, that may come out when you're outdoors sweating. I've had sunscreen sweat into my eye and go partially blind. I mean, it can be very painful. Yeah. And that's only chemical sunscreens that happens with. So, yes. So mineral sunscreens are pretty much considered inert. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you do get them in your eye, you might get some blurring of your vision, you know, because they are thicker ingredients and they're supplied as powders. Um, But you won't, you shouldn't at least get any stinging. Okay. Mineral SPFs tend to be better for sensitive, more reactive skin. The most significant drawback with the mineral filters is the white cast. I always tell people, because I've I've had this discussion about sunscreen a lot, a lot on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Any, and tell me if, if I'm correct in this, I think any product that has zinc in it is not going to ever be invisible or sheer or, right? I mean... You're not going to get a clear sunscreen with zinc in it. I use a tinted sunscreen myself that has zinc and titanium. Any untinted mineral sunscreen I've ever tried for my face makes me look like I could be an extra in the Morgan CSI. <laughs> and you are a very fair skin. It, it yes. I say this lovingly. You have a beautiful alabaster complexion. But if that's happening for you, it actually frustrates me when I see companies saying that they've developed like a totally sheer mineral sunscreen, because if there's zinc in it, it's not going to be sheer. It's just not going to be. I would counter that by saying, unless they're going for a low SPF rating, for example, like SPF 8 or 10. When no one's buying those products these days, we want at least SPF 30, maybe SPF 50. Yes. If you're formulating with zinc oxide as your sole UV filter and you're going for SPF 50, you probably need to use between 18 and 24% of zinc oxide. That is not going to look good. And it's also not going <laughs> to feel good. Right, right. So it's it's very tricky. Even when you get down into the um, the nano range of zinc oxide, you can still get some of that visibility. So the solution that some brands have employed is to add those iron oxide pigments to help offset that. That can work, but not for everybody. Yes, yeah. So then you go down this road of, okay, do we do, do we do three tenths? Is there a light, medium and dark? Do we do six? We know who are we leaving out because there's so many skin colors out there. But you know what? But a lot of cosmetics brands are doing that now. I mean, I can think of like two or th- I mean, Tower 28 poses. I mean, they're doing these full kind of foundation and yes. SPF products, um, which for me as a, as a makeup wearer and a sunscreen wearer, I am totally fine just in breathe at you. I, I, I had never felt like, Ooh, I wish that my foundation had this high SPS. Um, mm-hmm. but I understand why there's demand there. What is the difference between SPF 50 and SPF 30 from practical sense? From a practical sense that SPF 30 is going to protect your skin for about 98% of the UV rays, which means 2% gets through. But SPF 50 is going to protect you from upwards of 99% of UV rays that that get through. Now, the SPF rating to this day still only tells you about UVB protection. Not UVA. Not UVA. You need to look for the broad spectrum claim. And now, at least in the United States, with the FDA regulations that have been in effect, I think, since 2011, you have to prove that you can't just slap broad spectrum on your sunscreen, you know, that you made in your garage or whatever and 
it's it's a legally binding claim. And you if, if the FDA audits you on that, you better have that proof to substantiate that claim. So any reputable brand will, including Paula's Choice. Interestingly, even though we, you, you can say the difference between SPF 30 and SPF 50 is 98% of the raise or 99% of the raise, but it's looked at another way, the SPF 30 is letting 50% more UVB damage your skin mm. than an SPF 50 would be. Got it. Because of that one, because of that one percent difference. So, so two percent of the UVB is getting through with SPF thirty. Only one percent is getting through with SPF fifty. So, our general advice is for day to day. You know, you're not necessarily outdoors a lot. You're maybe going walking to your car, running an errand, checking the mail. SPF thirty should be fine. But on during those times when you know you're going to be outdoors for a longer period, maybe you're going to the beach. Maybe you're just going on a hike and you're going to be outdoors in, in sunlight for four plus hours, or you're going to be in a part of the world where the UV exposure is more intense. Mm. Uh, and that includes like skiing, high altitude. Yeah. Don't think yeah. just because there's snow all around you that you're not getting hammered. You are. Of course. Uh, SPF, SPF 50 would be called for in those situations. Yes. I also have started using a, your lip screen that, that, Oh yeah, stick with SPF in it because I just moved to Los Angeles. The sun is out all the time, and I'm like, I for the first time feel like I need a lip balm with SPF in it. It's hugely important. It's it's often neglected. I've been guilty of it. Um, here in Michigan in the summers, I make sure whenever I'm out, particularly on the water, it's literally like in the side pocket of my swimsuit. I have my my lip balm with sunscreen, and I reapply it frequently. Just because I, I've known too many people my age and younger that have had lip cancer. Mm, mm. Um, particularly men, because um, if, if you're uh, more women than men wear, wear lipstick, even today, yeah. that is giving you some protection because of the pigments and the opacity in the lipstick. That is why women tend to have lip cancer at a much lower incidence than men. Mm. Just as we're talking, I feel like we're probably going to see more lip oils and lip glosses with SPF in it. I would imagine that's a category that's going to grow over the next few years. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with me and with the listeners today. It was um, a, a real education. And I just love, I love, I really, truly love everything Paula's Choice is doing to educate people about skincare. It's so important. Okay, so I hope the difference between mineral versus chemical sunscreen is clear, as well as what those different SPF ratings mean. And I hope you just feel inspired to find a sunscreen that you like. That is really one of the best takeaways I can hope that you walk away from this episode. Finding a great sunscreen that suits you, suits your skin, and suits your lifestyle, and that you will look forward to using every single day. And also sharing the knowledge. One of my big things has been talking to men in my life about their lack of sun protection. My dad wasn't really wearing a sunscreen. A lot of men around me were not wearing sunscreen. There would be people that had come to our house in LA and are working outside all day. And I just like give them sunscreen and talk to them about sunscreen and how they should be wearing sunscreen every day. It's really important to, as you learn, to share the knowledge. That's how we as a community get better about skin health and sun protection. It's, it's really very important. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm so excited to come back with another great interview next week. Make sure you're subscribed to Naked Beauty wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for taking the time to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
podcast, wherever you are finding Naked Beauty. I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to rate and review the show. It really is so helpful for helping just other future listeners find the Naked Beauty community. So thank you all so much for your support. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.